Sensational. As I said, we'll have a look at uh, that meeting today at Albury after punters post-mortem this morning, and we'll try and find you when we've got to... Uh, Graham White and also China down there at Albury today. And um, tipping, they'll be still partying in Albury after uh, Mitch Beer and co. got the chocolates there. And we'll talk about that racing on Saturday at Rose Hill. Joining us is Duff. G'day, Duff. Yeah, g'day, Dave. Um, interesting day on Saturday. Obviously, Brisbane was called off and Rose Hill was pretty wet. And it looked tough going for some of the um, the horses there um, on Saturday with a few well, well a few good chances that looked on paper um, tailing right off not, not handling the conditions at all. Yeah, it uh, it certainly it didn't make life easy uh, for for some punters. Although if you did find some winners, you'd, you'd have some cash to spend in the coming weeks. Dean Lester, g'day to you, mate. How was your weekend? Uh, Dave, um, good competitive racing at Flemington, uh, obviously uh, Group 1 racing in Adelaide, but uh, I think the highlight was Star Patrol winning again at Flemington. Uh, this horse has uh, jumped out of the ground for Clinton McDonald and uh, he just might be a serious uh, Group 1 contender come spring. All right, uh, and Glenn Munsey joins us as well. Glenn, how was your weekend, mate? Uh, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ronnie and Dean and all the listeners. Spent a lot of time in airports, Dave, but um, managed to get to managed to get to a race meeting that wasn't on. Um, and but we got through the day anyway. I've actually spent been spent a bit of time on the phone this morning, Dave, because as you know, Putters Post more than one of the longest running shows here on Sky Sports Radio. The only vehicle that um, our customers have uh, to uh, ring in and inquire about different things. But I've been on the phone to Timmy Ryan, just working out what is going on with the the aftermath from the cancellation of Doombin on Saturday. And I'll run that through the scenarios for our customers this morning uh, and tell you what's happening with the, those markets that we're all in. And we'll also be opening the big dance, Dave, at yeah. 9.30 this morning. All right, so we'll get to that uh, 9.30 and uh, we'll get that news. Have you got that news now? Do you want to start with that yeah. or do you, do you want to yeah, wait well, until look, 9.30? If you want to, Dave. Um, yeah, do of it. Of course, uh, with, the, with the cancellation of the, the Doombin Cup meeting on Saturday, was originally transferred to Wednesday uh, and then uh, was a convoluted transfer to next Saturday. So running through uh, the races, if you have had a bit all in, uh, on the, the four races that were due to be raced last Saturday, they are the Doombin Cup, the Pam O'Neill, the Roses and the BRC Sprint. Uh, the Doombin Cup, all bets, all in stand. Uh, and uh, I think the final field is declared today uh, or tomorrow for Saturday. So uh, it's just as per usual. Uh, the Doombin Roses and the BRC Sprint, if you bet all in on either of those races, bet stand because the race will be run within seven days. They are calling for fresh nominations, though. So there will be fresh all-in markets today. Now, if your horse does not re-nominate that was nominated last Saturday, you will get a refund. And also, uh, a completely new all-in market will go up. The winner of the Roses and the BRC Sprint in the markets that were up last Saturday will be paid from those horses. So if a new horse nominates today and wins or runs a place in the Roses and the BRC Sprint next Saturday, only the new market that is open today will pay those three horses. The original markets that were open last week will be paid on the horses that were in those markets. And, for example, if your horse runs second and it is beaten by a horse that nominates fresh today, you'll be paid as the winner in that previous market. So you can't be any fairer than that. Uh, the Pam O'Neill, all bets are refunded because the Pam O'Neill has been reprogrammed until July. Uh, so they're the four races. I hope that's fairly um, 
easily explained uh, as to what's going on with those all-in bets. Okay, all right, fantastic. And that is good information to get out because, as I said, uh, it, it can sometimes be hit and miss with uh, Sky One with not always watching the television, but I know a lot of punters listen to this, so that, uh, thank you very much for that info, uh, Glenn. And we'll get to some of our feature racing on the weekend. I do want to start in... Sydney, though, Duff, and I want to go straight to a race that uh, caught my eye, and it's obviously caught a few people that were watching as well. Um, this is a horse that won the three-year-old filly, Aravine. Um, now, she's firmed right up in the Oaks market. We'll hear from Glenn shortly, but what did you make of this? Race five, number 12, it was. Well, you had to be impressed of what she did. Um, she look, She took on the older horses. She did it well. She made a long, uh, sustained run. She looks powerful. She looks strong. Uh, she's, you know, ticked off that two thousand metre box, and obviously the heavy track. She's got pedigree, being by Fastnet Rock. She's out of his appeal mare. She's lightly raced, and there's a lot to like about her. Dino might know more about her, what he thought of her before coming to Sydney, but because uh, she snuck up on me and and uh, really actually captured the attention. Uh, yeah, she's she's a really good filly, Duff. Uh, I my concern was whether she'd uh, handle the ground on Saturday. Uh, that was probably my only concern, but uh, she uh, she ploughed through that and, and put that away uh, pretty easily. And, oh, yeah, she uh, she is well and truly, I think, up to a, an oak standard. And uh, she's come along at the last minute. Carolyn Jennings doing a great job with her team. Uh, and has a small team, but I think running at about 20% at the moment. And uh, that, that win, two starts back uh, at Sandown, she just got... Stronger, but on Saturday she was even better again. Mm. Caroline Jennings, um, what's the what's the Caroline story, Dino? Now I think she spent some time with Gay Waterhouse. Uh, yes, okay. I think so. Yep. Yep. And then she's gone out as private trainer for Kennedy Racing, and Kennedy uh, Diamond sponsor the uh, VRC Oaks, the Kennedy right. Oaks, and uh, yeah, she's private trainer for that group and. Uh, they're uh, they're hitting the mark very well. They they don't race their horses much, but when they do, you take notice because they're they're right on the money. Yeah, okay. I heard a, uh, I heard an interview with her Saturday, and she speaks very very well, I must say, and knows everything, very very astute. And I see her front man there on Saturday with yes, Roger Elliott. Roger, Roger's <laughs> yeah, there. So Roger's got plenty of experience, and he knows what to do. And looks like she's gathered a pretty good team around her. Yep. Was, correct me if I'm wrong, but was Roger Elliott uh, with Graham Rogerson? Yep. And then and Gay Waterhouse? Gay. Right. Ran the Melbourne right. stable down here. Okay. So so there's obviously a lot of good people around there, and they've obviously got good stock. And when you say they race them sparingly, do they not have a big team, Dino? Or? No. No. I think she's only had 35 runners in the last 12 months. Wow. Uh, and that was her seventh or eighth winner from those 35 runners. So she's over, over the 20% mark. Um, Munns, uh, the Oaks market, the Queensland Oaks market, uh, uh, Gypsy Goddess has sort of always been hovering there at the favourite, but has there been a big trim for this particular girl? Yeah, well, uh, when Noms came out, Dave, she wasn't priced in the uh, the pre-Noms market, but when the Noms were taken for this uh, race, she was priced as a $26 chance. Before Saturday, she was a $21 chance, and after Saturday, uh, she was made $8. Uh, at that stage, she was equal second pick at $8 with Glint of Hope and Dynasties, and Dynasties are yet to race at Rose Hill. Well, when she failed, um, she firmed in again, Aravine. So now she's the outright second favourite for the Queensland Oaks as a $6 chance. 
chance behind Gypsy Goddess, who worked on the poly track yesterday at the Sunny Coast. Uh, sunny uh, Gypsy Goddess, $2.80 favourite over Aravines at $6, and only one other runner in single figures is Glint of Hope, who's an $8 chance. So uh, a decent trim up uh, from leading into Saturday. And Sammy Clipperton, very, very glowing uh, in his praise for Aravine after the race. He might be chasing an Oaks ride. Um, the oh, he, said, he said, it's no use. He said, I think you'll find Brett Preble. Brett Preble. Okay, he's yeah, locked. He's the actual stable rider. Yep. We, we talk about, uh, you know, we, we spoke with Sam uh, in Monday's Experts last week, Duff. Um, obviously, he gets Marzu. But it just seems, I know it's only been, what, a week, couple of days after that big win. But just even the way he rode on Saturday, it's amazing what a bit of confidence can do for, uh, for your riding. Amazing, you know, he's had a few little setbacks, he got going and then broke his jaw and had to start all over again, his weight really fluctuates, uh, sometimes he, you know, he can't ride under 55 and, and other days he, he, uh, with the carnival there he was, you know, he was riding 53, uh, really doing it tough and getting down and riding the right horses, so his riding on Saturday was impeccable, that has been for the last few months now, we've seen what he's done on Mazu. And he's got a lot of confidence with uh, a few stables now, and he's on his way again. But it's not as if he wasn't on his way. You know, he's one of our leading riders, and he went to Hong Kong, and he was very successful there. It's just been a little bit patchy coming back. He gets a roll, and then hits a hurdle, hit, you know, gets back on the roll. But hopefully it's a steam train now, because he's, um, he's really riding with a lot of confidence, although he got suspended for... I think six days there on Saturday, so uh, he misses next Saturday or Saturday week, and then he'll be back. Mm. I we interviewed him, Dave, up at the, uh, the Toast of the Coast at the Joker and the Thief yep. before the Gosford uh, Coast meeting, and he said he's going to the track uh, most mornings. Uh, so, you know, we, we, I was talking to sort of Josh Parr and himself and Brett and Abdullah about jockeys nowadays, about how much track work they actually do with, with the amount of racing and trials and the like there. Uh, and Josh said, well, he doesn't go to the track, you know, that much. He's riding in trials, he's riding in races. But Sam said, oh, no, I'm trying to get to the track, you know, four or five meeting, uh, meetings a week. He said, I've also got to try and, you know, get my contacts up. He, he's formed a very, very good combination uh, with the Snowdens. Uh, and you know, it, 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 and when you're having a little bit of luck, um, you know, it's a very, very well-worn phrase, Dave. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Exactly right. Uh, you mentioned uh, <clears throat> Duff uh, Dynasties, uh, who wasn't in that race, but uh, just while we're talking, sort of Queensland Oaks. Interesting that, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, that uh, in the stewards' report, and this was actually texted in that. Uh, uh, Dynasty's found it difficult to finish off on the heavy track. Mr. Snowden took the report back to stewards on the post-race condition of the filly and indicated at this stage the intention would be to continue its preparation. When hearing something like that, do you just completely put a line moving forward for Dynasty's, especially if she jumps back into her own age and heads north again? Well, it's hard to because she was awful and she'd won on the heavy track at the Gold Coast prior to that. And I thought she was travelling smoothly mid-race, but uh, when Tommy asked her to quicken, the wheels just spun and she was awful. So she's a better filly than that. But how do you approach a filly? You know, going in a couple of weeks' time, you go into an Oaks and looking at a run like that, of course you've got to respect her, but as far as going in and wanting to be bullish about her and, and saying, you know, well, what, she's great odds, you've got to be forgiving, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's not that easy. Um, when you're trying to assess the form of one run to the next. The variety of these wet tracks is just Amazing. so extreme, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's just impossible, impossible to follow. Um, some of those horses that that tailed off there on Saturday are better yeah. horses than that. <laughs> yeah, and wet track. Some some have had wet track form. Exactly. Let's talk about uh, that speedster you spoke about. Um, really impressive type star patrol, uh, Dino. Talk us through. I don't know if you got any data to come out yep. of Saturday, but visually it just looked unbelievable. Yeah, and I think his win prior, when he won over eleven hundred metres, was probably uh, the uh, you know he won by the bigger margin. But uh, at twelve hundred, I should say, and eleven hundred on Saturday. I think it'd been another 100 metres, that margin would have been the same. He just builds his speed and uh, he had some good challenges on Saturday and some really promising horses racing with him, uh, but uh, he just gradually dropped them. Uh, Outback Action had won by a big margin at his previous start and Traporti actually ran on quite well, but uh, he's uh, he's a beauty star patrol and uh, there's a, the 1,200 metre final of this series in about three weeks and he'll win that and, uh, and then head towards uh, spring and I hear Clint McDonald's outlined the pretty much a straight track races for him, the Bobby Lewis, the uh, Gill guy and then either the Group 2 Derby Day or the Group 1 at the end of the carnival, a Darley Sprint so uh, yeah, he'll he'll do a lot of straight track racing going forward but uh, only about point four outside the track record and, and just a terrific performance. Yeah, are we going too far to say that it's too early to say he might emerge as some sort of a uh, Tab Everest contender, or we was considering oh, the I lack think, of sprinters. I think he's got to have an embargo taken off him, Duff, uh, from Sydney, because he oh, kept okay. running. He kept running to the outside fence in trials. Ah, that's so, right. He, he had that he, warning on him. Yeah. Who yeah, had him in Sydney? Mark Newman and yeah. Casey Fodkin. And Casey Fodkin. Yeah. 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 Fair yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's he's got a funny action the, too. He has. Yeah, and so that's the the next thing. I mean, he's been to Pakenham, uh, and he got around Pakenham well. It's a big track, but it was off the 1,200, so it was off the circle. And uh, and then he's had the two straight track runs, but I, I still think he might have an embargo on him in Sydney. Okay. What's uh, Clinton said in any post-race, that the, the trick to it? Has it just been that change of environment and obviously a different style of racing? That, uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. because uh, we all know Clinton likes a bet, and I don't think he got that involved, his first win, and, and maybe even his second win. I don't know if the horse shows him exactly what he does race day uh, on the track, but uh, he, uh, he certainly... Uh, the two wins down the straight, he's put it down magnificently, uh, breaking 1-9 on a day where they weren't running time two starts back and you know, not that far off the record on Saturday. Uh, and, and this is the series in 2018 we saw Nature Strip come through. So it's not beyond the realms that uh, you know, he's going to you know, progress very rapidly, especially with a good ability to handle a straight. All right, um, Dino, let's continue on a chat about the speeds. What about Lombardo? Zach Spain, uh, Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr., they get another big win in South Australia. And what about uh, from this particular... He's never lost in Adelaide, has he? No, he's five from five uh, yeah. at Morfordville, Dave. Uh, I think one on the parks and four on the uh, the main track. But, uh, yes, he uh, he went to the front and uh, and... He ramped it up uh, coming to the turn and, and was uh, was too good for Helvorsen, who closed really well. Uh, the astrologist was right there, right to the line, and it was a brave effort by uh, 
Fred Kersley, uh, with about uh, 100 metres to go, he uh, dislocated his shoulder. So uh, to get him over the line in third place was was a good effort. Uh, um, Fred's out of action for a few weeks now, unfortunately. Uh, Frankie Pino ran on well, looking for 1,400 metres. But uh, yeah, it was an on-paces race, and I watched it through gritted teeth, uh, Dave, because... Yeah. Uh, uh, Lombardo and Helvorsen had been well behind in the boat at sail, so uh, it was uh, it was hard to watch. It uh, yeah would have been just yeah. an update too on in the boat, no spelling and everything. Um, yeah, he's fine. He's gonna be okay. Yeah, it, it just was a matter of timing. If it was this Saturday, he'd have been fine. He just he just virtually speedy cut uh, a hoof and uh, and just it came up in a bruise. It was iced and tried to be preventative measures taken, but it uh, it just uh, just ran out of time. We, uh, we talked them before about uh, Star Patrol um, in a Tab Everest. Surely your bloke's got some credentials to maybe put his hand up for the world's richest race, Dino? Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, if he can get hit the ground running in spring, if there's anything left uh, early spring, uh, you know, we'll probably try and go through the McEwen and the Moya to, to give him a chance to, to be at least showcased uh, and see where he's at. All right, beautiful. Uh, this is Punters Post Morning. If you want to give the guys a call, 135353 is the open line number. Uh, call in now if you like. We've got the lines open. Jumping back to Sydney Duff, Lord Mayor's Cup, um, hopeful. Um, that's two good runs now. The Hawksby run and obviously the Lord Mayor's and Q22 next on the agenda. Yep, and that's what you wanted to see. The, uh, the jury was out with me with his attitude at his first start at Hawkesbury, where he was an absolute lunatic for a... You know, a well-experienced horse, I must say. And I saw this, I wasn't at Hawkesbury, but I was watching closely on the vision and he was jacking up, he wouldn't go a yard, there was sweat dripping right off him. I thought, oh, what, a, what a nutcase this is. So he was a big watch on Saturday and he paraded like an angel and delivered. So, yeah, he's uh, one of these imports that Annabelle will get her head around and work him out, which he may have quickly here, um, because he's, uh, you know, I don't think there'll be any Zarkis or, or whatever in the Q22, and she did win it last year, and he looks a likely prospect, and he looks like he'll go further too, because he, when they sprinted, he hit that little flat spot, but you have to like the way he knuckled down the last little bit and put pay to them. At the same time, I'm not getting excited on these heavy nine tracks and some of them races on Saturday, and the frontman did go early, and the frock, uh, rock loomed up and probably didn't finish off at 2,000 metres uh, at that, uh, on that track as well. Uh, but um, he hasn't, he's been pretty good in his two runs, so he, he's captured a lot of attention. He certainly has. It's 9.25 on Sky Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. As I said, those lines are open, 13.53.53. And at 9.30, we're going to be uh, opening the Big Dance uh, Market. Uh, the This is the, will it be a pre-noms market? I'll let Glenn Munsey explain more after the uh, break. Michael Maxworthy on what drew him to racing. And it used to be the weights had come out, then the acceptances on the Monday, and then the form on a Tuesday and all the tipsters. Were they tipping one of our horses? It had built, and to actually to watch them or strap them as I did back in those days and to see them win, it, it was just a, an amazing feeling that I couldn't get out of my system. Monday's Experts. Monday's Experts. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. 
Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. Speed Series has landed on Stan Sport, the new destination for motorsport. It's Australia's fastest growing motorsport series. From the fastest on track to the classics, it's all on Stan Sport. Watch the touring car racing, S5000, the fastest cars in the country, GTs from the Lamborghinis to Audis, and the V8 muscle cars in Trans Am. Every round, ad-free, live and on demand. On the home of Speed Series, Stan Sport. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. You certainly are. You're with uh, Ron Duffy, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey this morning on Punters Postmortem. If you've got a call for our team, you can uh, call now. 13 53 53. Plenty of texts on the text line. And we've got uh, Sarah Des uh, here featuring in a few. Dino, um, another lovely win. That's two from two uh, now in the last couple of runs. And it just... Letting fast horses be fast horses. Well, yeah, it was totally uh, that case on Saturday, Dave. It wasn't last time because she led and backed right off and yeah. jammed up the race and then took off again. But Craig Williams had read the read the play by the last race. Uh, the jockeys that rode there Saturday said that that track just kept quickening up. And early in the day, they didn't want anything to do with the inside. So it was probably relatively fresh come the later races. And uh, she just ran them into the ground. That was a, a really good display of uh, sprinting. And she's a, I don't think she's much beyond Group 3, but she's a good, good Group 3 mare. And she'd be very well catered for in the early part of spring here in Melbourne uh, through races like the Cockrum and the Northwood Plume and the Alingi and those sort of races. There's plenty of them. There's one every week or second week that she'll be highly competitive in. All right. And there's another one here about uh, the Amazonian who was very good in the uh, Phillies Classic there at uh, Morfordville. Gee, she was going to win a long way out. Uh, she just jogged into the race and uh, Mark Zara had a lot of horse and, and she just purely outstayed them. Uh, I liked O'Kerr there. She just hasn't uh, really hit the mark this time in. I thought she was building with that last run, but she was poor on Saturday and the Amazonian won well. Uh, she's a handy mare, probably be aimed at, I would imagine, a race like the Matriarch or the Ballarat Cup in the spring, back end of spring. I don't think there's any early or main spring aspirations for her, but there'd be, there'd be races for her. Now, Duff, what about the scenes in the last at Rose Hill? $31 uh, SP, um, Mammoth uh, for Mitch Beer and the Grasshopper, Jason Lyon. Extraordinary. It was extraordinary. He was the bolter of the field. Um, and he's won with his head on his chest. He was beaten in the uh, Tockenwell Cup there uh, two starts back, wherever that is. Tockenwell? Uh, Tockenwell. Yeah. Well, it must be close to closer to you than me, Dino. You know? it, is, it is. I think they race. I think they race the Melbourne Way. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is it on the New South Wales border? Yeah, it is. Yeah, right okay. on the border. Uh, yeah, but um, he franked that form from Wagga, the Town Plate form, because ready to rumble, ready to humble, run well in the Town Plate as well. They run second and fourth in that race, and they've run first and fourth here. So look, he's um, he handled the wet well. Uh, it, Obviously, Frank, that front page form who had to have an excuse there on Saturday. Yeah. And he um, did. Yeah, he did, did he? Okay. Well, yeah, cardiac go. arrhythmia. Oh, well, that's always an excuse. So yeah. that's good form. Uh, he's, he's one you'd want to be on next start then, front page, if they forget about him in the market. And, yeah, look, they. I'm not saying it was a strong race. El Buena was very good considering circumstances and that he'd only had one 
easy trial leading into that race. So I thought there was a lot of merit in his performance. But, yep, big upset to the last. The bookie's got the lot. And... Uh, uh, Mitch went home happy with a Chinese meal under his belt. <laughs> he certainly did. If he'd yeah, run just... last, he'd have found the Chinese meal. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's just talk about front page because uh, we even see, look, on the lead in that uh, race there in Melbourne on um, on Saturday, it it obviously was behind them in that uh, Wagga Town plate. So that that Wagga Town plate form obviously looks a form we can we can trust and follow, Dino. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, he just. Uh, he had a you know, a problem, and as you said, the forms all around him stood up, and he was a significant winner of that race. So I think uh, in the end of the day, he's had a cardiac rhythm ring got beaten 2.8 lengths. I think uh, if things go to plan, uh, they you know, they probably missed out on a win there with uh, front page because the first half of the race set up beautifully for him. He was in the right spot, and he was he was there to to go on and win the race, and it was it was unusual considering what we've seen of him in the past. Did you find it unusual in the run too, Dino? Like he sort of had his his, his sort of head sort of tilted a little bit to one side. He, he just, oh, when we've seen him down the straight before, he's he's been more gun barrel. Yeah, I, I looked at one of his, that uh, straight track runs, Dave, and he had his head the same sort of way, but didn't affect his, you know, how he ran. But uh, yeah, he certainly, that was a little bit noticeable, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What that was about, but uh, yeah, certainly uh, the post-race story—it was the the biggest with regard to front page. Okay, uh, now we've got our first caller. Uh, Barry's on the line. G'day, Barry. Hey, g'day, mate. I was just uh, asking about extremely lucky. What, what do you think? Where it'll go next? Well, I think it'll take on Star Patrol in the Creswick Series final, and it'll run really well. It's it's the next most exciting horse coming through the grades uh, in Melbourne or Adelaide, no doubt. Uh, so it would be a fantastic clash if they do meet. Uh, it was scratched on Saturday from Flemington and ran in Adelaide. So, uh, geez, I hope they do clash. I reckon it'll be the race of the winter. You reckon I might go up to Brisbane? Don't know. I don't know if they'd want to go on the wet tracks. Uh, and I think... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Victorian and South Australian ownership. I don't know if there's yeah, anything specific that they'd go up for. Uh, I think the spring's what they're, they're really aiming at with him and whether just one trip away would be enough to Melbourne. Okay, now thanks very much. Beautiful. Thank you for your call, Barry. It is 9.32. I think we're going to take a break. When we return, we're going to have Glenn Munsey and we're going to be looking at the, uh, the big dance uh, market uh, that the Tabak are about to release. Quality like never before at the Magic Millions National Yearling Sale at the Gold Coast, May 31 and June 1. Don't miss your last chance to buy a youngster eligible for the 14 million plus Magic Millions race series with 25 races across six states. With almost 500 lots catalogued and progeny by 120 individual sires, the National Yearling Sale has something for every buyer across all levels of the market. For more and to view the catalogue, visit magicmillions.com.au. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop.
Hi, it's Matty Johns. Get your years of hard work recognised and get the qualification you deserve with the help of Skills Certified. Their partner RTOs assess your workplace skills and can turn them into a nationally recognised qualification through recognition of prior learning. It could open your career options, increase your salary or even get your promotion. Why spend unnecessary time and money when life has already qualified you? Take the free 60-second skills check now at skillscertified.com.au. Get your skills certified. With tax time approaching, it's time to take advantage of the federal government's instant asset write-off. It's also a great time to speak to Toyota about a new forklift for your business. Check out their huge range of quality Toyota forklifts, pallet jacks, walkie stackers, reach forklifts, and more. With legendary reliability and safety, plus cleaner, greener electric options. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. It certainly is. It's uh, 9.35, and as we heard uh, from the opening, uh, Glenn Munsey, who's there with us. Glenn, you've got some exciting news for our customers. Yes, Dave. Uh, we have opened the first markets on the Big Dance, of course, which we run on Melbourne Cup Day at Randwick. And to qualify for the Big Dance, you have to run 1-2 in one of uh, a number of country cup races. And then there will be a like a wild card event uh, prior to the Big Dance. But uh, we've had a number of country cups so far to qualify around about 30-odd horses. Uh, the only horse that hasn't qualified is Harmony Rose, uh, who's had has been retired. So the first market's up on the big dance this morning. Rustic Steel for Chris Lees, the Scone Cup winner, is the $8 favourite over the Scone Cup placing Dr. Drill at $11. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Alias, uh, the Wagga Cup winner, Bandersnatch, who, the Tamworth Cup winner, Steely, the Goulburn Cup winner all at 15. If you're writing a film script about what's happening to me at the moment. Secret sounds. <laughs> just text in and you'll win a prize. Yeah. Look out the secret sounds. I'm looking, I'm looking after a dog. There's people ringing me on the phone. I'm trying to read a market out. If there's not a hidden camera in this room here, Where I don't the know workmen? what is. Surely oh. there's a workman there That's somewhere. the only, No, it's too wet for that, oh, Dina. Get, yeah. oh, get a dog walker. Oh, <laughs> Dog walker, I'll get, you know, you've you just got to worry about that stray cat at your place, right? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll send this dog over there get rid, get rid of, of yours. Oh, it's sad. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't yeah. write the script about this, seriously. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But if you got through all of that anyway, the big dance market's open. Go and have a look at it. Very, very good. Very, very good. Now, um, we're oh. going to chat with Dylan Gibbons a little bit later on, gents, uh, in Monday's Experts. We're going to see a lot of this young man over the winter in Sydney, uh, Rappahoe. Uh, this, was, uh, well, this was unbelievable, Duff. Yeah, can we believe it? He's been here since 2020. And this was his first win, so it was worth waiting for, I must say. Uh, the way he put them away and and raced away with the win on, you know, with his head on his chest. I want to see him do it again, uh, but he's hit form. Uh, he likes it wet. Obviously, he liked it a lot better than he liked it at Hawkesbury, and he he was impressive. You can have to say that. So, uh, obviously, a couple of horses um, didn't put in there on the heavy track, but uh, yeah, you got to give it to him and certainly bears a little bit of respect going forward um, but I don't know how to approach this again. It's a benchmark mm. 78, he carried the weight and 
He was good. He was wide, no cover, and good. Do you think we're going to see Dylan Gibbons plenty of times in the winner's circle? I mean, um, what have your, what's your... I know it's only been a few times you've seen him here and there at, at uh, Metro meetings, but, geez, he looks to have a lot of class about him. Superstar. Um, he's just... It's more, more so than his riding, it's his attitude. Um, he, his approach. He's, um, uh, his level-headedness. Uh, and he's obviously his talent. His weight, hopefully... Stays in check. It's okay at the moment, but he is a. We've got some stars at the moment, uh, but he's right up there. Okay. Uh, now, Dino, uh, a text here. Uh, Kerr Royale and Welsh legend. So obviously someone that's followed the Waller Runners. The Wallers. On the weekend, we'll start with Kerr Royale uh, out in front there, and Brett Preble just said, "Catch me if you can." Yeah, it was uh, it was a really good ride for a start, and. There was a really interesting sort of the, the things you sometimes can read through the form guide uh, that, uh, that, or I should say that don't appear in a form guide, is that uh, Philosophile, the other uh, Waller runner, trialled really well down here last week, and Brett Preble trialled it, and he rode Kerr Royale, so uh, uh, that was a, a pretty good lead, that, uh, and Philosophile ran really well in the same race, so uh, yeah, that they've gone very well, and interesting, the Waller stable made... Four uh, announcements of change of tactics on Saturday, and two of them were to have Kerr Royale uh, up on the speed, uh, Welsh Legend up on the, try and be a bit closer, and they uh, they didn't quite get there with Welsh Legend, but it still worked, uh, and both of those uh, horses won, and uh, they had. Um, I think Borna King run very well in the Welsh Legend race, just got out. You couldn't win right out wide on the circle track on Saturday, and uh, he got out very wide on the track. He ran really well. You'll notice too, Dean, that uh, both Welsh Legend and Kerr Royale drew inside alleys on Saturday, and that is a favourite pastime of Chris Waller. When they draw wide, they go back. When they draw closer in, they're much, much more prominent in their races. It's amazing that even has to be announced, Munns. I reckon as a punter or doing the form, you automatically nearly already do that. But uh, anyway, it uh, it certainly was uh, announced and it certainly did work on Saturday. Ocean Beyond, while we're down there, the um, Hilton Nicholas uh, straight six, the listed. Now, this Andrew Bobbin, um, what about the story? It was Mardo, I think, that mentioned it on the coverage that I was watching, uh, when he was a down at Wynn uh, Television there on Wollongong, worked for CNN and came back to Australia to fulfil a lifelong dream. Um, and he's training winners, Ocean Beyond. That was fantastic to see. Yeah, well, when he was uh, was with CNN, uh, he was the cameraman for when they are doing stories around the world for Francesca Camani. And he just kept picking up little tidbits off the, the best trainers in the world and just kept asking questions in between shoots and uh, learning things. And uh, he set up a farm uh, called Grampians Racing at Stall and Stall's a couple of hours out of Melbourne. But it's all based around working on the deep sand and, uh, and, and putting that really strong base of fitness into them. And his results out of the first two years have been pretty consistent with some pretty modest horses but now he's getting some uh younger horses through and he got a horse like ocean beyond who won a stakes race at his second start but has, has only won one race since and uh he's getting good results uh he had another one that uh, i'll mention later that ran really well and he's uh he's going very well andrew but uh, i think he could have run this race five or six times we talked about 
front page having the uh, cardiac arrhythmia. Um, it's Our Time was trying to follow front page, ran into a dead end, may well have won with clear air. Uh, Crestani hit the front too soon, but uh, Linda Meach just timed it perfectly and, and got there, but uh, there wasn't a lot between many of the runners there, and uh, I think there'll be winners to come out of the race, but uh, yeah, I, uh, they, they might come from even further back than you'd expect. All right. Uh, now, Glenn, I've got a couple more texts on the text line, just some punters that have tuned in, obviously, late to the um, the show. They've just said, you know, what happens in regards to that all-in betting for those races that were cancelled on Saturday? Do you just want to run through again for those punters that have had a few bets in those Brisbane races, and then we'll take a break on the back of that? Yeah, well, the four races, Dave, the Doombin Cup, the Pam O'Neill, the Roses and the BRC Sprint. The Doombin Cup, the Roses and the BRC Sprint, if you bet all-in, uh, those bets stand. If you bet in the Pam O'Neill, it's a refund because the race has been rescheduled to July. Uh, now, there are fresh noms today for the Roses and the BRC Sprint. So a new all-in market will go up with the, the full list of nominations today. If uh, a new horse wins or places in the Roses and BRC Sprint, and you've bet into the market last week, that that market last week is treated as a completely separate market now, if they're fresh nominations. So your horse might run second and is beaten by a horse that's freshly nominated today. You'll be paid as the winner in that market there. So... If you bet in the all-in markets last week, you're still you're still up and running anyway. If your horse doesn't re-nominate and you bet in the Roses in the BRC Sprint, you'll get a refund. Let's take a break. Back shortly, we'll take some calls on the other side. 13.53.53 is the open line number. With Play Central on the Tab app, you can watch the greatest racing from Australia and around the world wherever you want. Like while working on your tan at the beach. Flicking between Sky Racing 1, 2 and Thoroughbred Central while waiting for your car to be washed. And you can watch and bet while you're getting a short back and sides. Play Central, only on the Tab app. Tab, long may we play. Available online for Tab account customers only. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Skipped breakfast. Morning to you, Robbie. Good morning, guys. Nothing like a love triangle in the pool. I'm going to follow the swimming now. <laughs> Ever been in one, Rob? A pool or a love triangle? Oh, love triangle. Oh, mate. Good old Cole Chalmers. Yeah, you can see where he's coming from. Good on him. <laughs> hey, I'm watching the swimming anyway. Bye. Yeah, me too. I'll be watching it a bit more closely. I'll be now. checking Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. Yes, it is time to take your calls on Punters Postmortem. And I think our first caller is Bob. G'day, Bob. Good morning, fellas. How are you going? Good, mate. Uh, what's your question of the team? I, I guess this is a question to Glenn. Morning, Glenn. Um... It's good to see that uh, New South Wales Racing is putting on a few more jackpots in the pick six over the last couple of meetings. And I noted that the one on Saturday with that horse about 38-1 to winning the last race, 
Uh, the six was two hundred and twenty-two odd thousand dollars. Um, my question is: uh, the carryover pool on that, or well, the jackpot on it, is one hundred nine thousand. Is that going to go into Saturday's races? Uh, it doesn't naturally just go to the next Saturday. They usually like to wait and and get the um, the, the jackpot pools pretty healthy and put it in but because that was a, a Sydney jackpot big six it goes into a Sydney jackpot it goes into a Sydney big six again but just when it's not yeah. it's not standard it'll go to the next week I guess Glenn that's the issue isn't it you don't necessarily get it to go back to the if I could say similar meeting that the punters have already put their money in I mean that could quite possibly pop up on Wednesday. No, no, no. It wouldn't. It wouldn't go on. It wouldn't go into a Wednesday. It'd definitely go into a Saturday. Oh, okay, mate. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. There's a good chance it'll go in this Saturday's meeting. Um, uh, they put out the jackpots. Um, they put out the jackpots and the what they're doing this week probably sometime today. So, I might even throw up if it is going into this Saturday. Uh, I might even throw it up on socials uh, this afternoon. Great. Thanks for that. I'll keep my eye out for it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for your call, mate. Uh, Mark's on the line now. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, boy. Uh, Duff, I don't have got a chance to watch uh, the Dubbo races on Saturday. The reason for the call is there was a very smart two-year-old of Tracy Bartley having his first start. Uh, and won the race very impressively. impressively. He, he led, controlled the speed. The time compared to the benchmark 66 uh, later on in the race was terrible. But the thing I like about this horse, Duff, is two things. Um, the horse that had been won a, a, a like a maiden out of Canberra sitting three wide as Nick Olive. It was a dollar sixty. And secondly, the fact that Tracy Bartley won this exact race last year with Kiss Up. So my okay. point B uh, is obviously targeted this race and I think he's a better horse if he doesn't lose, even though he led and, and won. If you get a chance to watch his very first barrier trial when C J Gray rode him off the speed I had something on him on Saturday because of that trial. Dick's trial, Colt Rady, he led. He was good. But I think he's a better chaser, and I just want to know whether you watched that. And secondly, I do know for you, if I could quickly, we talked about Alvin winning so impressively on Saturday out in Sydney. My question to, do, to you is, I think Asiana Blue is right, nominated on Wednesday a standout. And her run against Alvin last start was awesome, very impressive. I just wonder how she's going to go in the mile and if Peter Moody is going to continue a Oaks path through to uh, Queensland, please. I don't know if... Uh, well, the races aren't at Sandown Wednesday, so they're at sale, so I don't know oh, where if she's in there. Uh, I would think he's just run out of time with her, but she's... Um, She's very good, Oceana Blue, and, and you're right, her run was enormous uh, on... Uh, yeah, she's in the mile on Wednesday at sale. Uh, her run was enormous at Sandown, and yeah, she, she measures up very favourably. But I, I think uh, the other fillies sort of one run further down the track, and we'll get to the Oaks. I don't think uh, I don't think Pete will get there in time. But uh, uh, yeah, keep following her. She's good. And regarding Marilla at um, Dubbo, I I did see one thing. I didn't even know she was in at Dubbo, uh, but. I didn't, and I didn't see the race, but I did notice when Tracy Bartley brings those horses to Sydney to trial instead of up at home. Um, and I know it's probably been on wet tracks, and he has to chase trials wherever he can get them. But uh, she did come to town for a two trials, and 
and was quite impressive. So, and that's a race they always target a couple of, you know, those, those. I think it was that goblet, silver yeah. goblet race, yeah, and I, and I think um, yeah, she bears close watching, especially considering you've analysed the times and everything, which I haven't had a chance to do, and like I said, I haven't even seen the races, uh, but I do remember that she he did bring it a trial, and um, she's a deep field filly with a bit of pedigree about her as well. Yeah, it was always hard in the market as second pick. The favourite had won an open maiden at Wagga on Town Plate Day, but it was a yeah. ten to one chance when it won the maiden there. Uh, we always sat around the dollar fifty, dollar fifty-five mark, and this uh, Marilia always sat second pick at five dollars. But it was a very, very strong win, and uh, he finished up. I think he picked up about twenty-five thousand for winning a race at Dubbo. Now, when you when you look at it and you say, "Well, I've taken a two-year-old to have its first start in a race at Dubbo," and you work walk away winning twenty-five thousand, you know why you've gone to Dubbo to race it there. David's on the line now. Good morning, David. Good morning, guys. How are you all? Good, mate. Good. Just, uh, I'm ringing just about the stewards. The last race yesterday at uh, Wangaratta, uh, the horse had run second. After about 400 metres, it was one out, one back, and immediately got a little bit of pressure from the inside. But the horse outside it, the eventual winner, wasn't clear of it, and chopped across and made the, the second horse have to check. Probably lost a length, length and a half, and lost its position. The thing that came across and caused the interference then was in the 1-1. One, one. Come out three wide with about three, four, 500 to go. So it was in a prime position to move forward at a good point. Second horse had to wait for a run and take the inside, which was inferior ground. Got beaten three quarters. And I just, I, I, I don't know how the protest wasn't upheld. I know it's, a far, it's halfway through the race, the fair way out. But why, why if you lose like a half half a neck at the 200, it's more important than losing the length and a half at the, at the 1,200. Did you see that race, Dean? I did. Um, I'm just trying to get the stewards report up while I'm talking to you. Well, I'm uh, she's going to get time for a careless ride. Well, I'd, I'd, yeah, look, she, if, uh, if the winning rider was the only one attributable, as you said, there was pressure inside to out, as yeah. well as... Uh, so there was the two things. So I would have thought that... Uh, it was a. When I first saw it, yeah, it was a long way from home, and it was severe interference. So I, I, I tend to agree with you that uh, you know I know it had a lot of time to make up the ground, but it should never have been. In, it, no, I, I'm agreeing with you actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, you know, and she edged across, and and like she wasn't clear of it. She shouldn't have been whether the horse was kind of taking control of her or not. It still edged across and forced the check. And then took that horse's position, unrightfully so. so yeah, no. So, so, massive so, reading the stewards' report, the thing is that the winner was uh, the winner was Dash to the Bar. Dash to the Bar near the thousand metre mark when over racing was taken in and tightened by Vansity Gem, which shifted before straightening by its rider. Joe Bowditch, rider of Shiny Rock, was found guilty of a. At careless riding charge. So actually, Joe Bowditch was the one that caused the problem outside of her, you, you know, taking basically using her line uh, to take her in, and uh, and that's why one. Uh, I don't know that uh, she could be. It was referred interference by another horse, and yeah. that's why there was no suspension. And uh, and I think that's probably why it wasn't upheld. Yeah, fair enough. All right.
So the outside calls it to come in. I didn't see that part of yep. it. I was just focused yep. on those two that finished one, two. All right. Yeah, okay. yep. there was well, one out. Obviously, the one further outside them wasn't two lengths clear, and that, that's created the uh, virtual domino effect. Beautiful. Thanks for your call. And Michael's on the line now. G'day, Michael. Morning, boys. Um, Kristen for Dean, um, Simon Miller, that, it's a ray day. I had a big go on it. What happened to it? The next clairvoyance, I reckon. Yeah, so he pulled up lane behind, and uh, he just yeah, he just never travelled uh, on Saturday, uh, and I wouldn't drop off him because I think he's a very good horse. But I I don't yeah he got too far back too. That was the other thing I like him when yeah. he's riding the speed. Uh, they they strung out in that race, but they actually didn't go as hard as what it looked at uh, uh, when you see the actual figures. So that's why it was hard to make ground in that race. And uh, now I'd be. Very forgiving of that run. I think enough went wrong there to suggest he can bounce back next time. He did come home a bit, you know, I know that. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. And so did the stablemate, Lewa, who's a uh, pretty handy filly, and she's going to a Phillies race in two weeks. So I think both of them, they'll go their different ways now, and uh, yeah. you can probably follow them. Guess Simon was very confident all day about him, you know. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I'm giving away any secrets to say he thinks it's the best horse in the stable. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was disappointing uh, that uh, he didn't uh, he didn't get the job done Saturday, but uh, I wouldn't give up on him. Yeah, next time, Dean, next time. Right. That's it. Thank you. Bye. Fantastic. All right, so let's take a break, and when we return, the horses to follow from our panel on this Monday. Get into Totally Workwear Rydalmere for all your winter workwear gear. We stock the best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue with a huge range of pants, jumpers, jackets and boots. Check out the new Fuse Workwear by King G. You won't be disappointed. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydalmere, 279 Victoria Road. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. Speed Series has landed on Stan Sport, the new destination for motorsport. It's Australia's fastest growing motorsport series. From the fastest on track to the classics, it's all on Stan Sport. Watch the touring car racing, S5000, the fastest cars in the country, GTs from the Lamborghinis to Audis, and the V8 muscle cars in Trans Am. Every round, ad-free, live and on demand. On the home of Speed Series, Stan Sport. A Marcus Oldham Diploma of Equine Management can lead to meaningful and rewarding careers, both domestically and worldwide. Marcus Oldham's close links with industry and international relationships, which include study tours and work placements, provides graduates with the unique opportunity to secure equine careers across various disciplines, including horse health, marketing and business management. Turn your passion into a profession with a Diploma of Equine Management and visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe, first time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. It is uh, Sky Sports Radio and it is Punters Postmortem on this Monday and we need some horses to follow from our team. If you do have a quick last question, 1353 53 is the open line number. We might be able to sneak uh, one or two more calls in, but 
Uh, we might get your horse, horses to follow, Duff. Yeah, well, this is definitely the hardest time of the week, especially with this meeting, trying to follow horses. So, twist my arm. No fluke in Madame Pomery's big odds win, I don't think. There's only upside with her. Lady of Luxury was excellent first up. Big weight. Work to do. Hit the line hard. Looked pretty sharp to me. And uh, they're probably the two I want to take out of the meeting. Although, if you twist my arm, I'd probably prefer to take them a couple of two-year-old winners out from the Kensington track from Wednesday, Baroque Road and Cashew, I think it was. They, they, they impressed me, but out of Saturday, Madame Pomery and Lady of Luxury. All right, fantastic. Uh, Dino? Uh, one that from the Andrew Bobbins stable, we just spoke of Andrew earlier, called Anthena, who trialled very well but was missing the start in her trials, and she did that at her debut at Warrnambool and at Costa. Uh, on Saturday, she began well and ran really set, uh, ran really well when second to Brosnan. Uh, I'm trusting that form, and uh, I think uh, she'll uh, win pretty soon. Born a King, I mentioned him earlier in a very fast run race. Uh, I thought he ended up too wide on the track, and uh, you know his form is 2,000 to 2,400. He's ready now, and uh, Pro Consent uh, just loomed up like the winner in the. Uh, Winter Championship heat peaked on his run late, but uh, I think he's going like the, the Winter Championship horse uh, for Lindsay Smith. He won it a couple of years ago with a horse called Reykjavik and the same colours, and I think Pro Consent's going the right way. Munns, your horse to follow. Uh, I thought Anagain went quite well, Dave, in the midway there on Saturday for Gary Fraser having its second run back from a break. It must have had uh, a little bit of a problem because, um, you know, it had a, it had a break, only had the one run in the, the Brian Crowley and then went away again. Uh, came back at Hawkesbury in Mr Mozart's race and ran a much, much better race on Saturday. And Lady of Luxury, I was pretty keen on her on Saturday at the odds in that race there. And she just loomed up to win and tired the last little bit and she'll be greatly improved. And don't worry about those two horses that ran in the Kenzo, Ronnie. Either of them would have started favourite in the two-year-old race on Saturday and either of them would have won it. Yeah, I think you might be right. Uh, looking ahead for the week, guys. So standard Saturday racing in Sydney. It's a, what uh, I see a, su- a few Super Vobus uh, races there at Caulfield, but to all eyes on Queensland, back at Eagle Farm. So even with the predicted rain, and it's raining in Brisbane at the moment, um, there'll be no issue with Brisbane this week. They've got, what, 4.10 to 10 mil today, 2 to 6, 2 to 8 Wednesday, 3 to 10 Thursday. And Saturday, not a drop, sunny Max uh, 25, so it'll be a beautiful day in Brisbane on Saturday. But from boys just being up at at, um, at Brisbane Munns and from talking to the, the team up there, so even with this rain earlier in the week, for our sort of New South Wales audience, is it a bit like a Newcastle where it just drains really good and therefore come Saturday we probably are racing on a, on, on a track that's definitely not soaked? Well, we'll put it into perspective, Dave. You were speaking early regarding the Snowdens and Dynasties and they said, well, they're happy to press on. Right Now, they're saying to themselves, the Oaks is going to be run at Eagle Farm. She didn't get through that heavy track at Rose Hill, but she's going to go to Eagle Farm. And, and I'm probably using Signor Fox as, as their benchmark horse, the Snowdens, a horse that can't handle the wet. And he ran a very, very good race. Uh, in, in at Eagle Farm the other day on a heavy track, and he got through it all right. Uh, Eagle Farm is a completely different track to anywhere else. It's very, very firm underneath, uh, and, you know, it takes a lot of water to get that to a, a, a sloppy or a, uh, a heavy track that we're used to that's hard to get through. 
Um, the only reason it was probably as bad as it was the other day was the amount of kickback because they weren't supposed to race there. Uh, and in a typical week, they might put 30 or 40 mils of irrigation on Eagle Farm. So, you know, to get the two and threes uh, and even the 10 on Friday, but the fact that there's no rain forecast for Saturday, I think uh, most people will be absolutely ecstatic and can't wait to get to Eagle Farm. Uh, and it'll be 10 races at Eagle Farm. The only concern will be how early the start is. Mm. 20 to 40 mil in Sydney today, uh, Duff. It's pouring here at the moment. Uh, yeah. We've got, uh, what, 10 mil Tuesday, 15 mil Wednesday. And the back end of the week, uh, we're at Randwick, of course, on Saturday. Hardly any rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hopefully, um, we'll no doubt be dealing with rain-affected surface, but hopefully not as bad as what we've seen. Yeah, don't hold your breath. It's, these tracks are just so waterlogged. So just that rain stopping later in the week just it tells us we've got a meeting on. That's all it's telling me. Mm. Um, well, we're, both, we're both heavy 10s at the moment. Canterbury for Wednesday's a heavy 10 and Ramwick for Saturday's a heavy 10 already. Yeah, so with more rain to come. So I think we can work on a heavy 9 or 10 for Saturday and with a little bit of confidence that they're not going to be off considering there's no rain in the two days or on the day. Yeah, we'll try and get an update for Hawkesbury Racing tomorrow um, with this bit of rain predicted the next couple of days and also we'll keep you updated with Canterbury. Have a good well, Monday, morning, uh, uh, Hawkesbury Chips. was a heavy nine, Dave. Uh, yeah. 12 mils of rain in the last 24 hours, 18 mils for the last seven days and no irrigation. You, you wouldn't believe it. That about 10 minutes ago there was a big flash of lightning and there's been thunder here in Clavelli this morning. So it's just bizarre what's going on. And there is a lot of heavy rain sort of coming off the coast and heading West, so uh, take care if you're on the roads. Thanks for the show this morning, gents. Have a good week ahead. See you, guys. I'll get on to Cesar Romero with this dog. (laughs) That was very funny, Munns. Let's get to a break, and then we've got our preview of Albury Racing today coming up on Sky Sports Radio.